money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money and so if you weren't ready to talk about money, maybe we can talk about the heart. Or yeah, well, I'm always ready versa. to talk about the heart. You yeah. Know? I know. We, yeah. We, 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 all, we keep coming back to this because <laughs> this is why when the scriptures get shared, and I'm just letting the listeners know, all you know, trying to figure out how Reb comes up with the scriptures, <laughs> I'm going to say 80% of the time it's about the heart. and. Maybe 20%. So I'm going to bring the money part into the conversation. Red brings the heart part into the conversation, and it well, all works all out. we know they listen for me, so you oh, know. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So there is now a contest on our Facebook page, just impromptu contest. Vote for Reb or vote for Dave. Let's go. So. No, no, no. We're a team. You can't deal with money unless you deal with your heart, so... And you can't deal with money unless you deal with the practical side. So I guess we have to have both. Yes, we're going to have both. Great. We have a great show today because it is Remembrance Day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And we have a very special guest with us. Um, So we're looking forward to this today. Yes, we do. And we will bring that guest in just in a few minutes. But I know you do have a scripture verse that you want to share first. I do. I do. And... This is related to our guest and something that he's doing in his life to help others. So I'm going to read from Psalm 37. And, you know, I was thinking today, David, I should probably go back over the year because now we've been doing the show for a year. I should probably check what Bible verses I've actually used so that I don't keep, you know, redoing them. Well, maybe people just need to, to hear, hear it, it again. again. <laughs> this is a, this is a one of... One of um, uh, I really love this passage. It's not my favorite, but it's a great passage from Psalm 37. And it's, uh, David is writing it, and it's about our heritage and what will come upon the wicked. Now, I don't want to focus on that wicked part today. I want to focus on um, what we're called to do, and that is trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. And I know why our special guest is going to know why I picked those verses, but we'll we'll go back to that in a minute. So well, dwell the in the land. Is killing I know. Me. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. It's because he's got some land mm-hmm. that he's calling people to. Oh, and here I thought it was okay. about God's faithfulness. Okay, no, but this is it is God's faithful to. Um, anyway, we're going to tell that story in a minute. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Now, there's so many things that we could draw out because today we have um, a veteran of 
uh, of our military in Canada that is going to talk to us about his experience. He's also involved in the financial world presently, but he's also involved in something called Veterans Rest that um, God has led him to create. And when I read these verses, I thought of you, Fred Brogan, and that's his name. Welcome Fred. to the show, Fred. Welcome, Fred. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking about how you've trusted in the Lord, how you're calling pe- how you've learned to dwell in God's goodness and feed on his faithfulness to you, but you're creating a place for others and inviting them to that place. I was thinking of them, how you've delighted yourself in the Lord, Fred, mm. and that he is giving you the desire of your heart yeah. by cr- being able to uh, be his hands and feet in helping others. And that's really what why I, when I saw these verses, I just thought of you. And then it calls us to rest. Mm-hmm. So um, as we talk about... Uh, war and being a veteran uh he has called you to rest but you he's also calling others that you want to help to that restful place so so welcome to the show fred i mean um on behalf of all of us who are not veterans i mean i'm I'm one of these guys who you know haven't experienced war haven't been in it um i should say peripherally of course we 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 participate because war touches everyone. Um, but the reality is, is I've never come face to face with it. I certainly have some colleagues and friends who are. So, Fred, you are a great friend. Welcome to the show. And and we just uh, introduce yourself to the listeners a little bit on who Fred Brogan is and maybe just up until your experience in the military. And we'll just go from there. Well, thank you very much, Dave and Reb, for having me. I uh, hope in some small way that uh, somebody will get something meaningful out of uh, me being here today. But thank you. Um, I grew up not too far away from here. I grew up in the farming community just south of Ottawa. And at 18 years of age, I joined the military. And um, it was, you know, it was an amazing experience. I mean, some of the things that you can learn in there never, never sell short, you know, the experiences of a, of a soldier mm-hmm. um, that has uh, served time, you know, in, in the military because they get some great skills. I mean, look at the useful skills I have today because of, you know, my, my uh, driving tracked vehicles while I was in the military, mm-hmm. um, learning how to use the light and the medium and the heavy anti-tank weapons, uh, learning uh, how to operate a blowpipe, you know, mm-hmm. shoulder mounted device to knock airplanes out of the sky if needed, uh, you know, repelling from helicopters. Yeah, uh, those are things I'm doing every weekend. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly, it's, you know. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And this so, is not an, an ad for adventure. Uh, I'm just saying, we're just putting that in there. Yeah. Adventure you have had. Uh, very much so. I mean, um, it was it was amazing, you know, and all that while I was uh, recruited to be an admin clerk. Okay, there we so, go. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty of being an admin clerk is you're kind of disposable and at anybody's disposal. So it depends where you are. You kind of, you know, uh, uh, kind of morph into that unit and then you get the full training of that unit. So it was mm-hmm. uh, it was incredible, uh, incredible journey, incredible experience. A mm-hmm. um, couple UN tours under my belt. Uh, first one when I was 19. It was over in Cyprus in 76, 77. And um, then after my special service force training um, in Petawawa, um, I got asked to go over to Syria and I was one of 10 junior NCOs stationed there just ahead of the war in 1982. Okay. So I got a chance to see, um, you know, front row seat, if you would, yeah. um, you know, what, wow. uh, what it looks like for, uh, up close and personal. Yeah. yeah. So that covers a 20 year uh, time frame, right? Where you were with the military. Yes. Yeah. 
I was uh, 18 to 38. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then what led you from the military career into financial services? Because you're now uh, in the financial services. You're a financial uh, advisor at, uh, stationed or I guess uh, office. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, non-military Located. terms. <laughs> but at a Kingston. Anyways, that's where you hang your hat is at a Kingston. I and, do. And bounce back here to Ottawa because you just can't stay away from the Ottawa Valley. No, so. it's a great place to be. So what brought you from military to that financial services? Well, I guess the best way to explain that is very late in my military career, I come to know uh, the man they call Jesus Christ. And uh, I started um, uh, studying the Bible. And, and uh, you know, I'm one of these guys that can take something and take it literally. So when it says do this, I do that. And maybe that was because of my military training. I have no idea. But it was a wonderful journey um, for me. So I, uh, as I was reading the Bible, um, I realized that there was more month left over than there was paycheck. You know, I was making $39,000 a year as an Army sergeant. And, uh, you know, my wife was at home. Um, you know, we've been married 36 years now and have two awesome kids, both following the Lord. But wow. Jan was at home raising our children. And um, not enough money. So I started to... Um, uh, think about that. And the other thing, too, is I was injured at the time. And as I was recovering, I decided that I would pick up a book on finances and start uh, learning. Because I had read in the Bible that where you're weak, you're the strongest. So I took that literally and said, well, I'm very weak on, on finances. So, you know, I, I've got a long way to go. Uh, so I made it a passion of mine, a mission to to learn about finances. Um, and then I'd ask the Lord for the knowledge of money, because again, and I, I read in the Bible that it said about the love of money being the root of all evil. I didn't want that. I wanted the knowledge of money. Mm-hmm. So I did inquire of the Lord and ask him if he would do that for me. And I really felt at peace that he would do it and it would be a journey. Mm-hmm. And this journey... Um, turns out it's incredibly uh, difficult journey, but at the same time, the trust and the faith and the belief uh, that I had, uh, you know, in in the Lord was um, as strong as any of the leaders ever followed in the military when they said, do something. Right, right. And um, maybe that helped. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that helped it a lot. It reminds me of the Roman, cent- is it the Roman centurion in scripture where he comes and says, um, you need to heal this girl, he asked Jesus, Jesus to yeah. heal, yeah. and then yeah. he said, "Well," and then he says, "And you don't even have to come because just speak your word, just speak your word." Yeah. And that that you just saying that mm-hmm. that to have that kind of level of trust already with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, when right. he, when you come to Him, mm-hmm. you. It, that's so interesting. Amazing. I mean, it there is. are a few, very few people that I have met who have inquired of the Lord and said, "Lord, I want to learn about and and." It, you know, it doesn't matter the topic. We're talking about money here, but mm-hmm. it's to recognize that when we ask something, and maybe this plays into God giving us the desires of our heart, or maybe that just plays into just a sense of obedience that we have that, that Lord, I see that there's an area here where I'm weak and I need your wisdom in it. And just that humility, mm-hmm. um, you know, God honors and says, okay, well, let's go that. Because again, we see all kinds of examples in scripture. If we, if we look to scripture for those examples, we see Moses who says he can't talk, although I'm never quite sure about that. But anyways, we won't <laughs> go there. <laughs> Not today. But just that humility of, of coming to the Lord in the honesty of your own situation when mm-hmm. we're talking about finances and recognizing, well, there is more month than there is money. Lord, I need your wisdom on how to handle that. That's such a great first question mm-hmm. to ask. It it's is. just such a great posture to take before the Lord because he is the Lord of more than enough. There is no shortage with him, whether we're talking money 
or whether we're talking wisdom or whether we're talking in a whole bunch of other areas, but we know that there's no shortage with him. Plus, I read in a book somewhere that he owns it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, and I'm going to he made I'm it all. Read Dave's mind for a minute, and he's probably thinking, "Okay, listeners, if you don't have any knowledge about money and you're struggling, this is an area that you could do like Fred did and say, Father, teach me." Father, teach me about this topic that's so difficult in our world. So, And I'll even go the step further and give you the homework now. Uh, that's at the end. But And I know, Fred, you're going to agree with this, but one of the best books to read about, whether it's money or wisdom, is Proverbs. Yes. There just happens to be 31 chapters in Proverbs. And there's a couple months of the year that have 31 days. So if you pick the month that has 31 days and you read Proverbs on those months, just those months, I guarantee you will become a wiser person, whether yeah. that's in life or whether that's in money. And Fred's shaking his head, yeah. so I'm getting the kudos from Fred here. So. Well, and the other thing, too, now, if you're going to ask your listeners to do what I had asked of the Lord to do, mm-hmm. um, I want the listeners to know to be, uh, be careful and be certain that's exactly what you want to do. And are you prepared for that journey? Mm-hmm. Um, because the next part of it's not so pretty. Yeah. Um, so what, ha- what, what happened? Let's hear what your, your, this part of the story. Well, this part of the story that after, you know, getting kind of affirmed that I I was on a journey with the Lord, um, he sent a family into my path that was uh, building log homes. Mm -hmm. And I always had a a desire of my heart to have a long log home. So um, meeting them, I gave them my life savings of $18,000 and they were building a home for me. Well, um, they put my money onto a different lot. I come to find out far too late. Mm -hmm. And... um, and they liked me, uh, so they'd asked me to work overtime, you know, like uh, at, in the evenings when I helped them uh, design homes and do some other stuff, and I did. And then again, they liked me, and they said, uh, uh, you know, we'd like to make you a director of the company. And I said, oh, and this was the first thing the Lord had to do to me, was he had to take my pride away. Mm. Because I was, uh, you know, I had a great ego being in the military, a lot of pride, and they gave me a title now a title that I couldn't even earn in the military. Right. So it was awesome. I remember that day, you know, just feeling on top of the world that the Lord was doing everything I had asked him for. You know, he was giving me the desires. He was teaching me about money. It was just awesome. But little did I know that the Lord giving me what I wanted put this family in place to take me down. Right. So after I become a director of the company, and then I co-signed for some properties for them, they took the equity out, and then they were nowhere to be seen. I'm now responsible as a director of the company to make sure everything wow. goes smooth from this point forward. I'm making $39,000 a year in the military. I was so far in debt that one day when I saw a beggar on the street asking me for money, I didn't say it to him, but I thought about it. I said, Buddy, you have no idea how wealthy you are. Yeah. One day, I'm going to be as wealthy as you. Wow. You know, wow. It was, that's how bad it was for me at that time. But at the same time, the peace you know, and the mm-hmm. trust, um, knowing that the Lord was going to uh, restore me. Yeah. And, uh, and that you, he did. And I'll interrupt you there. Yeah. So you, even at that moment, in that low moment, even when you're looking at this homeless man, like you knew that this wasn't the end of the story? Not at all. I knew, I knew it was not the end of the story. Well, and that's yeah. a good word. I think I don't know why I'm There's, thinking about these things for our listeners. You know, yeah, whoever's yeah. whoever is out there going through a difficulty, as you as you talk to the Lord about it, remember mm-hmm. this isn't the end of your story. Mm-hmm. Just like it wasn't Fred. So what happened next? 
Well, what happened next is uh, I got everybody uh, to be a director of the company. I had to finance a piece of property I had uh, mm-hmm. for fifty thousand dollars, and that was given as my money in the pot mm-hmm. to be the director. Uh, well, a year later, when nobody was to be seen but me, everything got taken care of except for my property. I ended up losing you know twenty eight acres of, of land. Um, so that was a small price to pay for the knowledge that I was having. Meanwhile, if you think back in the early 90s, um, there was a lot of activity happening in there. I was injured. I couldn't participate in a lot of the military activity that was going on. Right. So I decided that um, I'd have to get out of the military and get into a job or something to do that would I could pay everybody back. Right. So, um, so an opportunity came up in 95. Uh, under the Forces Reduction Program. Okay. So out I am. I've got this little bit of sum of money to last me for about uh, four months. There you go. And I set about you know, building a business in financial services, telling people what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah. by now, I really did have a PhD in, in finances that you could not buy in any university in, in Canada. Right. Um, you know, I was dealing with international bankers. I was dealing with a whole bunch of stuff unbeknownst to me of what, you know, this family had set me up for. Right. So uh, the interesting thing about it is, you know, I was asked once, well, what would happen if you ever see them again? Are you going to punch them in the nose? Yeah. The answer is absolutely not. I am so thankful for that family. Right. So thankful because I'd asked the Lord to teach me about it. He chose that family. He chose the best family he could have. Right. to put in my path to take me to where he needed me to be so that I would demonstrate the trust and the faith in him. Right. I I think that's what's marvelous. Like, that's what's hitting me about your story is that you just knew it was about a journey that you were on, that you were learning something and you could trust him no Mm -hmm. matter what. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. So, uh, you know, the, the worst of it that came out of it was I lost my property. Right, right. But therein, that's not the end of the story. No. I was just so, going to say, okay, there's, know, there's more know, coming. There's more coming. <laughs> Fire away. <That's> awesome. <laughs> well, uh, boy, where do I go now? Anyway, I'm in financial services. Uh, everybody now is pretty well taken care of, except for myself. And so I you a, paid everybody back then? As I paid best everybody back that asked for money, and I got the company out of all of their situations as the last man standing, if you would. So you didn't declare bankruptcy and get a no, c- consumer No, I never declared bankruptcy. No or? consumer proposal. Wow. And, you know, uh, the interesting thing is I had a, a meeting or a by chance meeting with my uh, chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, at the time and uh, or afterwards after I'd retired from the military and he talked to me about uh, mm-hmm. about my journey in those days and he said you know every time he says we would get a letter you know to our unit I'd have to call you in and discipline you he said but I'd look out my window and I'd see you walking across that parade square with your head held high and a smile on your face and you're doing more than any mm-hmm. two people could do and he said how could I ever do that so he said <laughs> and that explained why you know when he would call me in he'd say sit down when you're supposed to be standing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think he was saying, take a load off your feet. You probably could use it. Right. But what a compassionate and understanding uh, chief of staff I had. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Um, so anyway, here we are back about uh, six, seven years ago. I get a knock on my door from a, a gentleman, and uh, um, he said, I know who you are. I know the works you're doing in Kingston. I have your property. I don't like how I got it, and I want you to have it back. Wow. And, of course, uh, 
my response to him was, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> right, 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 right. Whoa, what's this coming at? Yeah. I said, look, that's a, that's a chapter of my life that well served me, and, I, and I'm doing okay now, and we, I don't need that property back. He said, well, you're going to have it back. And it took maybe three or four meetings mm-hmm. and a lot of tears with my wife, mm-hmm. Janet, and I in our office with him there. Mm-hmm. And we finally, uh, we come to an agreement. Yeah. And uh, now I have this piece of property, so I'm turning around saying, well, Inquiring of the Lord again, what do you want me to do with this piece of property? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it hit me. It rested so peacefully in my soul that I was to clear a couple acres out of this bush, build a cabin, call it Veterans Rest, and dedicate it to the injured soldiers and wounded warriors. Right. And, you know, I started arguing, as I always do, and said, well, where's the money coming from? And he said, I didn't ask you for any money. I asked you to do what you're told. <laughs> thought you learned that question, that, that lesson a little bit earlier in life, Fred. So <laughs> I knew that, yeah. what I had to do. So it was interesting because right up until the plunger that came in to clear the trees out, mm-hmm. I didn't have the money until a week before that. I was prepared to put it on Visa or right. line of credit. And then all of a sudden, boom, the $2,000 was needed to clear it came the week prior and I was able to pay cash for it. Right. So uh, now I, I have a side account that you know, a certain percentage of my income, mm-hmm. uh, my commissions goes into the veterans rest account. And then as there's money there, we just do the, the next part. Do the work. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And if the Lord wants something done sooner, he makes it happen. Yeah. Right. So I know we, we were sharing uh, when I actually went out to veterans rest uh, and spent some time there with you. And you were saying, you know, even just the volunteer hours, the people that have just shown up yeah. and donated their time or their equipment or something just because they heard or they mm-hmm. somehow were connected and said, oh, yeah, I've got a Saturday. Let's go yeah. play play here at, uh, at Veterans Rest. So, And it's not always the exchange of money. It's not always that that comes into play. It's, it's that the Lord wants to get things done, and he uses all kinds of ways. He puts it. the right people in front of me. And so, so where is it now? So you have the cabin, yes. and you have some, some place cleared. Somebody's going to have to teach me where to stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at your end of your 28 acres, maybe. <laughs> because uh, it started out to be, uh, be a cabin. And then I realized that um, uh, I needed a little shed because it wasn't kind of cool to keep your chainsaw under the bed. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So I had built a little shed and that took a little time again, you know, on weekends. And then uh, we spent a couple weekends out there and the mosquitoes were pretty thick. And oh, I said, it's oh, it's been bad this summer. Really <laughs> this, bad. This is not going to go over no. good, you know, with anybody that wants to be there. So now I had to build a little gazebo with a fire pit inside. So now that's done. And then Last year, we decided it would be pretty cool if we just had a little bit of a pond out there that maybe a duck or a goose could fly into or have a little stuff. So dug a pond last year, and um, now it's just about ready to go. If I can get the solar panel system ready to go where the soldiers can... Uh, and their families can, um, you know, enjoy the night there with some uh, LED lights. So they're going to have lights. They've got cooking stove, uh, mm-hmm. gas cooking stove back there. They've got a freezer that you can put a block of ice in to keep your food mm-hmm. uh, from spoiling. Uh, two queen beds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now they've got a, a little gazebo, 12 by 12 gazebo that they can enjoy a, a fire pit with their family. So really is, you know, you're getting the picture as, as you hear it. It's, it's rustic. It's, it's in a sense, turn off the technology. And it's, just cl- it's come close away. to Ottawa. It's, it's uh, not that far. Yeah, it's not in the in the middle of nowhere, but you kind of feel like you're in the yeah, middle of nowhere. You just so can't you, get there from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but even driving in the driveway, there's a little spot there, and then all of a sudden you just go around a little corner, and, and it 
it really is. You feel like, okay, I could be anywhere. I could be in the you know middle of nowhere because you, you kind of get that sense as you drive in. So, and that is specifically, and, and the heart behind that is to, to just honor and give veteran families a place where they can just come away and, and spend time together. And, um, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's, that's pretty close to what, what Veterans Rest is really about. To me, it's all about the family and, um, you know, being a soldier and seeing some of the, uh, some of my friends and where they are in, in life, um, you know, it, it, they need a place to relax, refresh and restore. And that's the next phase of Veterans Rest mm-hmm. is to put some tower stands and cut three, three, uh, two kilometers of trails and then cut that in half to one kilometer and cut that in half to half a kilometer. But I want three stands there mm-hmm. where we can, uh, you know, they can take their family and they can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I want birdhouses dedicated maybe to Orioles at one stand and mm-hmm. maybe uh, Blue Jays at another and uh, Cardinals at another. We've got them all on the property. And all I'm just right. going to call one of them OP for observation posts. It's going to be OP Relax, OP Refresh, and OP Restore. So they've already, go, got, yeah. they already got names. <laughs> you can go from one to the next. And and I'm I'm taking it as a big need, though, for the veterans, for, for people who have seen what you've seen or what most of us as Canadians can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, Fred, yeah. uh, you know, when... We want to take some time here in in the show just to, to to honor the veterans, to to say thank you to our veterans. You know, again, I I'm one who, uh, Reb, your father was in the war. My grandfather was was in uh, the underground. In the yeah. underground well, my in, dad was liberating, helped liberate Holland. Your dad was on the other side. My grandfather, grandfather was hiding died. out as part of the resistance, and yes. and my parents were born right in that 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 second world war space so so the reality of war for me is still that a little bit removed but uh, again going back to just uh there are so many veterans that that we need to say thank you for and and, uh, you know me i like the practical thing and if you know a veteran if you you come across a veteran if you meet one on the street um stop and just say thank you I mean, just take that and, and do that. And it's that. not just the people who fought in World War One or World War Two. It's it's any people <laughs> today who who have have been in the military or are in the military. It's mm. and you even mentioned we were talking about the show before. You know what? Thanking our first responders oh, and huge. thanking our police officers. I was out for a run early this morning. Still, it was dark, and there was a police officer responding to a need uh, on mm-hmm. our road. And you know, I. I didn't even think to say thank you because he was in the middle of working. But if you see someone, just pause and say thanks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I want to take a moment and say that same thing again. You know, while we're out of the country um, doing what we're doing, I want to say thank you to the first responders, the police officers, the firefighters, the paramedics. You know, they're laying their their careers mm-hmm. and life on the line as well back here <laughs> to make sure that while we're over there, things are going good here. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to all. Yeah. yeah, it's that's it's such a and it, now is a really great time. I mean, here we are at Remembrance Day, and and you know, again, just taking a, a moment and maybe more than a moment, maybe gather the family at dinner time and and have say a prayer around the table just for first responders or the veterans that uh, you know. Again, I think of my kids who are even further removed from war. That we have lived in peace. 
uh, here in this country for an awful long time. And uh, part of that is just simply because of uh, the the military and the, the 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 peace that we do get to enjoy. And, and so sit down and, and take a moment to just acknowledge that. I know um, around this time of year, it's good good to do that. So thank you. Yes. All right. And tomorrow when it's Remembrance Day and it's 11 o'clock, wherever you are, pause and remember. Mm. And pray. Um, yeah, and just say a prayer for those that you know um, who are in the military. I think uh, for most of us, we can either think of a first responder or we can think of somebody who's in the military. So, Fred? The conversation is already blown by. <laughs> it goes it's just so blown by. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. And and thanks, thank you for what you're doing, not just in your history, not just in the past, but using the resources and your, your position as a financial advisor and setting up this awesome place where the veterans can come and just relax, refresh. And what was the third one? Restore. Restore. There we go. So, Reb. Father, we're just grateful to you for the provision of safety and what, uh, how you take care of our nation, but how you take care of our families and our communities. And for all of those firefighters, police officers, military officers, uh, you know who they are, and we ask your protection and your blessing on them as they serve us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, next week, what a transition. I don't even know if I want to make that transition now, but we have a couple shows where we're going to prepare you for Black Friday and Christmas. So I'm just going to leave it like that. Remember the veterans and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.